Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi, wherever you're listening in this afternoon or maybe online in other parts of the country, wherever you are. We thank you for listening each and every Monday at 1 o'clock. Opening segment of today's show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. I want to remind everybody the importance every day of supporting our local restaurants. Dickie's is serving food seven days a week through their drive through home delivery. It's fresh. It's delicious. It's the same great food that you normally enjoy in their dining room. You can drive through right now, pick it up, have it uh, taken to your home, and have a great Friday night family meal, and we hope that you'll be doing that. Self-proclaimed baseball guru Al Holder will be joining us a little later in the show. Kelly Sanner. Uh, still licking his wounds over that Cincinnati Bengals schedule that was announced yesterday. He'll be on the show a little later. But first, Luke Johnson, uh, we found out yesterday that there may be, there may very well be some college baseball played uh, in the month of June. And uh, that is uh, in no small part to our first guest, uh, Uri Gava, who is uh, the CEO of Infinity Sports. And he is organizing the CSBI uh Invitational tournament, I guess you would say, uh, a tournament that uh, apparently is going to take place involving college baseball players around the country uh, next month out in Texas, and uh, we've got Mr. Gava on the show today to talk to us about it. Thanks, first of all, for coming on, sir. No, my pleasure. That barbecue place sounds great for lunch or dinner. I'm excited to hear about it next time I'm in Hattiesburg. Definitely going to make sure I stop by. No, no question. It, it it is a great place. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. As you know, uh, we do these. This radio show uh, is broadcasted out of a hotbed of college baseball here in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Mississippi. We like to think uh, in Mississippi that we have as good a college baseball between our three Division One schools as any state in the country. So our listeners are always interested in hearing about the ability to watch college baseball. So in a nutshell, let our listeners know what it is you're working on that may actually provide them with that opportunity. You know, one of those things, uh, the college uh, sports and the rest of the sports world came to a screeching halt March 11th, I think, is the day. Uh, is D-Day, right? And now uh, we're saying June 4th is the opening day as college baseball is going to start up again. Not quite under the usual college uh, uh, formats, but a little bit different. So the co- uh, the Collegiate Summer Baseball Invitational is going to be a four-team tournament between 100 of the top college baseball players from across the country. Hopefully we'll have some Mississippi guys as well uh, as we continue on our path of signing and releasing and unveiling some of the great talent from uh, South Carolina and Alabama and other SEC schools. Um, these guys are draft eligible, draft ineligibles. We've got freshmen, we've got sophomores, we've got seniors. Um, and the amount of talent that is going to be at this event um, is, is just uh, extraordinary. We're so excited, first of all, to reopen baseball. Second of all, what better baseball there is than college baseball. And uh, third of all, 
to have it uh, in Bryan, Texas, under what we're nicknaming the Bryan Bubble, where all these players will be tested for COVID-19 upon their arrival. Uh, they will do two-day practice, uh, two-a-day practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that week, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a fully produced uh, television uh, quality type broadcast that you'll be able to catch on your Fire Stick or Chromecast or Roku or Apple TV or on your laptop or desktop or your mobile device, and you'll be able to catch all this wonderful stuff uh, and uh, a great broadcast. We're talking uh, about having some uh, pretty cool people up in the uh, in the broadcast booth doing the play-by-play in color. We're negotiating with several MLB uh, former players uh, uh, to, to be as part of that broadcast, and uh, we're just thrilled to be talking about baseball versus uh, Corona or COVID-19. All right, Luke? Ari, right, thanks so much for coming on. How soon after the, the uh, college baseball season got canceled did this start getting in the works? I mean, for y'all to be able to pull this off in such a short period of time is pretty remarkable. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the kind words. Uh, I mean, we've been working on this, uh, and in COVID-19, I think a day feels like a week. Uh, so it feels like we've been working on this for years, but uh, really as the, as the college baseball world stopped and as Major League Baseball stopped, and Major League Baseball started to talk about this Arizona bubble, the quarantining everybody, uh, obviously many, many challenges for Major League Baseball with thousands of players, with unions, with different cities, with TV rights. Um, as we started to see that, we're like, hey, why not do this in a college format? And as we continued to investigate, first of all, we needed to have a good streaming partner and a backbone that could support. Uh, what if we had 100,000 subscribers? What if we had a million subscribers want to watch this and get some relief from their day-to-day life and from this uh, horrible pandemic that has uh, taken our country by storm. And so the thought process started there. Uh, we started working with our local healthcare officials to make sure that they're okay with it. Uh, we got their blessings. We continue to work with our mayor here in town, uh, continue to talk to college coaches across the country. Hey, what do you think? Would you send your top-notch players? Would you be interested in it? Uh, glowing endorsements from multiple Division One coaches, from multiple SEC coaches saying, hey, this would be fantastic. Can I send my whole starting lineup? And we're like, whoa, whoa, there's some NCAA guidelines that we still have to <laughs> adhere to. Well, you can't have the whole uh, you know, crew out here. We'll just, uh, how about two guys? And they're like, no, no, can we send four? Uh, so, you know, some of the bigger programs might have uh, three or four guys, but for the majority, we're trying to make sure that this is really highlighting baseball from all across the U.S., 70 Division One programs. Uh, some of them might have a bit, you know, more than one player, um, as high as four, but the majority will have one or two guys represented. And, um, and that's kind of how it all started. And following the playbook from Dr. Fauci, who's on TV saying, hey, if baseball would ever come back, this is how I could see it with no fans and quarantined and this and that. Uh, and if we follow his blueprint, we'll keep our healthcare officials happy. We'll keep these players safe, which is the most important piece of the puzzle. We'll keep them healthy, and we'll provide some great entertainment and great baseball for America to watch. It always helps when uh, the pandemic doctor is a baseball fan, and that always helps our cause. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. so the format is, is very unique because basically in a week you have a preseason, you have a draft, and you have a tournament. I mean, that's what's extraordinary about this. I, I'm a big draft guy. I enjoyed the NFL draft a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, you're talking about a college baseball draft, and then they're going to turn around and play with each other. It's pretty remarkable, the format. Yeah, so, you know, initially we were going to go north versus south, east versus west. Um, and then as the recruiting happened, it's like, okay, do you draw the line? Anything north of Houston is considered north, east, west. How did the geography lines? 
And then also you're going to have four different coaches as we unveil them here in the coming days that are going to have different styles that are going to look for something different in their pitching staff or their catchers or their infield or they want to build a team that's more on speed versus power or whatnot. And so we felt like we're going to do this justice to our coaching staffs if they don't get to pick these guys. So on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they'll see all these folks. And then one of the things that we're talking about internally is maybe doing a uh, the show itself, the tournament, will be a pay-per-view event, uh, 20 bucks a game, or right now you can buy the whole tournament for 49.95. We thought maybe we'd do a selection Wednesday, kind of a mini draft per se. Everybody's at the hotel room. You can have hugs. You can hand the jersey to the player. So we'll see if we can come up with a fun production uh, for the selection show, or maybe it's just the coaches sitting around in a dark room uh, uh, picking, here's my team versus your team, and and then the double elimination tournament, which we're all very familiar in the college baseball ranks, uh, where you've got two games on Thursday, a winner bracket, a loser's bracket, uh, leading to a championship game Saturday night. All right, Ari, if people uh, are interested in buying, uh, you know, buying a ticket to, to watch this event, uh, is it too early? One, two, when the time comes, how do they go about uh, connecting up with your organization? No, absolutely. So CSBI2020.com is the website. CSBI2020.com. On that website, you can find out more. We'll have all of our player releases go on that website. If you buy a subscription right now, if you're an early bird, if you're like, man, I can't wait to watch something that's not marbles going down a you know a racetrack mm-hmm. or maybe a Michael Jordan documentary, uh, there's an early bird special at 49.95. And then uh, after that, after you have the subscription, we'll email you the instructions on how to watch it on your favorite uh, TV, uh, smart TV uh, device, be it a Roku or a Fire Stick or an Apple TV. Um, or if you want to watch it on your mobile device, we'll give you all the instructions. But all the information is going to live on CSBI 2020. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. We get to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about all these uh, talented athletes. <laughs> yes. We've got a six foot eight left-handed pitcher throwing 102 miles per hour committed to South Carolina. His name is Colin uh, Burgess, and he is committed to being part of this event. We're talking top talent. We're going to see some Mississippi guys, I'm sure, unveil in the coming days, and we'll make sure we keep you guys posted on that. All right. We appreciate your time very much. Uh, we're all looking forward to any kind of sports, and I I think you may be on to something here. So uh, we appreciate well, it, and uh, stay June in touch 4th, with we'll, us. Yeah, June 4th. We'll see everybody online. All right. Thank you very much. Urigava, everybody, from the CSBI Invitational Baseball Tournament. He's the CEO of Infinity Sports. We're going to talk to another baseball guy about what may or may not be happening in Major League Baseball next, as well as some college baseball stuff, so stay with us. Welcome back. I want to thank Uri Gava for joining us uh, from CSBI Invitational Baseball Tournament. Sounds pretty interesting, and uh, we'll keep you up to date as we learn more about that. 
This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. You can go online, buy your favorite Southern Miss apparel just seven days a week on CampusBookmart.net. Or you can go by and visit the store now. I think they're letting people in on a limited basis and uh, making sure that you're safe as you shop around for your Southern Miss apparel. So that's uh, CampusBookmart, CampusBookmart.net. Kelly Sander will be joining us in the last half of the show, talking about the NFL draft and uh, uh, NFL scheduling, I guess I should say, among other things. But we want to stay on the subject of baseball for a few minutes, so we go to our baseball, unofficial baseball correspondent, the highly paid and much respected Al Holder. Al, how are you today? I'm doing well. A little wet but uh, up here in Pearl, but just otherwise just fine. You said you were listening earlier. Your thoughts about that CSBI uh, baseball tournament. As a, as a huge baseball fan, is that something uh, in the current state of affairs that you would watch? Yes, it's, uh, mainly because I love uh, college baseball. Actually, I just love baseball. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that would be fun and certainly worth the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we, so, hopefully we drop that hint there to uh, invite Gidry and a couple of Southern Miss kids out there. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. I know also that you keep a really close eye on Major League Baseball. thought it would be interesting to get your thoughts this afternoon. Uh, are you more optimistic, less optimistic that we're actually going to see some baseball this summer? They're going to play somewhere somehow. There's just too much at stake. Uh, the uh, As I understand it, there's supposed to be some announcements uh, within the next week, I think, uh, a la, a, along the lines of the NFL uh, announcements. But, you know, you got to remember NFL season starts uh, months later. But uh, I, they may start doing something remotely like in Arizona and Texas uh, where they just play the baseball out on the field with no fans and uh, to get the season started. And then as things progress, they can, uh, they can uh, change, uh, uh, you know, how, they, how they're doing things, maybe allow 1,000 fans in or, you know, whatever. But yeah. it's it. They've got to do something. That, if nothing else, just for television and and whatnot. I'm stuck with watching Atlanta Braves games from last year. <laughs> and you know how they come out, right? So, no, actually, some of them I've forgotten all about. You know how how it is when you get old. <laughs> right. But the but it's uh, it, I've kind of enjoyed them actually. Uh, it's uh, because I you know Donaldson's not there anymore. And I get to watch him some. But right, right, yeah. Luke, are you the same way? Are you watching a replay of games just out of desperation to see some sporting events? What I would love to watch is what I used to watch as a kid, come in from sixth grade, sit down, turn on WGN at 3.30 and see uh, you know Sandberg and some of those guys playing with Harry Carey on WGN. So the, you know, I'm a Cubs guy, but... Yeah, I, you know, it, it is what it is. It's nice to be able to watch some replays and stuff. But, Al, what, what I'm concerned about, you know, and I want to watch my Cubbies play baseball, but I was talking uh, to a minor league uh, kid yesterday. He plays in, in AA. And that's the people that I think that we're, you know, forgetting about in this. We want everything to start up, but, you know, there's, there's not much of a plan for minor league. I've kind of heard through the grapevine that they might expand the rosters, but then you're still only talking about, you know, AAA guys. So a lot of the guys that you, uh, me and Bob talk about when, when you're on this show, I don't have no idea what it's going to look like for them this year. Yeah, that, that is a, a mystery. Uh, it's, uh, but you know the major leagues need those guys playing baseball. I mean, it's uh, that you know that's how they they develop them. It, it, it's uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I uh, I've been I keep trying to find information on Walner and 
Chamberlain in, in particular, but I, there's nothing out there. Bacardi, uh, none of these guys have anything out there that I can find where they're uh, they're letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak, where we might find out what what's what. But uh, it, it's just uh, I don't know. It's a uh, it's just kind of a dead dead period there. You were talking about the Cubs. I'll, I'll tell you a little something. Uh, my dad was an Episcopal uh, minister, and we moved all over the place. So we lived uh, in Highland Park, Illinois, when I finished high school. And I used to go watch the Cubs all the time. You know, you, you know how much a seat was back uh, back then? Seventy five cents for well, Grand <laughs> When Ernie Banks was playing, wasn't it? <laughs> Ernie Banks, Ron Santo, yeah, some great, great wow. uh, Bert, right. Bertie Jenkins, uh, some some great. Uh, Billy Williams, just awesome ball clubs. Fun, fun bunch of guys, yeah. Right, well, being a Nationals guy myself, if they don't play this year, are the Nationals just automatically the world champions again, Al? I think that's what they're going to do. Just, uh, <laughs> Congress is going to just make uh, the Nationals it. That's Why right. not? You, I, and, and give them a trillion dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then forgive the loan. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's just hard to imagine there would not be a Major League Baseball season because, I hate to say it, it always comes down to money. It's sort of like the National Football League. Am I wrong? There's just too much money to be lost. They're just not going to allow that much money to to fall off the table. No question. And uh, one of the interesting things to me is you know, people watch the, this coronavirus stuff and they watch the uh, the numbers that come in about how many people are testing positive but they're testing so many more people nowadays than than they were. So mm-hmm. you know, the more you test, the more you're going to find, kind of thing. But the uh, the hospitalizations have dropped off the planet, and so uh, apparently there's a lot of cases out there that that are just walking around. They've had it and don't even know it. And so right. I, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. I certainly don't don't know. I just hate it for these the, the people that have uh, uh, have had these multiple health issues that are in these long-term care facilities that get stuck with it like that's just what a sad situation uh, we were talking about that this morning my wife and i how, how horrifying would that be oh yeah to, to be you in do? your right. in your late 80s you're confined to uh you yeah. know like a nursing home because your health yeah. is already bad and you're yeah. trapped you you can't yeah. get away from it you're absolutely trapped yeah you're right all right guys about- on a brighter note uh we would be about about three weeks out from the Conference USA Baseball Tournament. And you know, I was thinking uh, this afternoon, we're going we're gonna to try to get uh, Tim and help me, Luke, uh, the young man's name that produces that every year down on the coast. Tim, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm having a Bob Tim Bennett. Moment, Tim, Bennett. Bennett. Right? Tim Bennett. Tim Bennett. Yeah, get him you. on the phone and, and talk to him maybe next week. But I just wonder, guys, since it since it got canceled down there this year, if the conference would not automatically uh, fulfill that obligation by by playing the tournament down there again next year, your thought about that, Al? Yeah, they, I, if they have any credibility, they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they've already inked something somewhere else, and there's some out in the contract. I, I'm not privy to that, but but you, you would think that uh, 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 you would think that they would honor that. I mean, that's an unforeseen uh, situation for for Bennett and everybody else involved. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Interesting I hope, question. I would hope so. What's your thought, Luke? Would you, you would you anticipate they would bring the tournament back to Biloxi next year? 
Yeah, I mean, if everybody was, you know, nice, we we know everybody in that conversation, and we feel like they're they're good people. At the same time, business is business, and that's what you've got to deal with. Here's the thing that they've got to ask again. The question is always: it's it's not about um, you know giving everybody a fair shot. It's not about because it's been in, in the state of Mississippi for you know the last eight years or so. It is about where can Conference USA have the most exposure and where can Conference USA, uh, you know, have the most uh, attendance. And by far, Southern Miss is going to give them the best opportunity for a winnable team with the most games at and at the you know the, the basically the the most amount of fans at the most amount of games. No one else is going to give that in Conference USA because nobody else in Conference USA has a top twenty attendance team except Southern Miss. So I, I just think they they stretch these things out, but unless there's just some issue that's unforeseen, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't come back to Biloxi because they're going to make the most money with it that way. No question. No question. Plus, Biloxi, you know, is a destination where a lot of people want to come. I mean, because of the casinos, because of the weather, because of the beach, everything you can think of is there. Uh, you've got airports, you've got all the, the interstates that come in. It's just, it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. Everybody wants to come there because of that. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. No yeah. question. And, and i got to tell you guys, I, there's nothing about doing this radio show that I enjoy more than every year, Luke Johnson, when we go down there for three days and uh, and broadcast from the uh, from the baseball tournament. It's just going to seem odd this year not to be there, isn't it? It's it's one of the best shows that we do. I mean, we get free baseball. We get free conversation with coaches. We get free conversation with scouts. Multiple years, we got to sit up there with the FAU pitching staff and the coaches, and just right. you know hear about how how they view Southern Miss and Southern Miss baseball. Yeah, I thought your favorite thing though was whenever Kelly was around. I mean, I was mistaken on that. <laughs> no, no, you were de- you were definitely mistaken. That's Al's favorite time. No, <laughs> it is my favorite thing. Yeah, not not so much mine. All right, Al. Well, we're always glad to hear from you, buddy. Hope you're safe and secure up there in uh, Pearl, Mississippi, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you when baseball gets cranked up. Let's hope. Thanks. Right. Y'all, be, y'all be good today. Al Holder, everybody. Uh, the baseball unofficial correspondent for the Eagle Hour from Pearl, Mississippi, the one and only Al Holder. All right, we're going to locate Kelly Sander out at his Palladial Palace. He's up next. Stay with us. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Rainy Friday, but we are here for you on the Eagle Hour. Thanks for joining us. Been a good show so far. College baseball uh, will be back. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Al Holder. I'm not sure what minor league is going to look like. I would like to see some of these players, especially our Southern Miss guys, at least 
get back and, and be able to compete in some way. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. Kelly, uh, anything going on at 4th Street this weekend? Well, they got catfish plates uh, today, Catfish Friday, F-R-Y day, Catfish Plates. Oh, oh. Catfish Friday, eight ninety five. Of course, they sold out last week. And then uh, they haven't announced yet what they will be doing tomorrow, but it'll be, uh, you can, you, they'll make up enough plates if you don't call ahead. But uh, they'll be doing the curbside service again, and you get the extra bonus if you answer their trivia question. They'll ask you a trivia question. If you get that right, you get a little bonus prize, too. So that's all at, uh, at 4th Street, where they've always got a trick or two up their sleeve. Uh, you're not eligible for that, are you, Santa? The trivia question, right? Well, I, I think they're you know they they I get I rip them off just eight ninety five for all the food I eat. You right, know, they're yeah. losing money on me. You've already so. you've already screwed them once. They're not going to let you have a he, trivia he, question. Or he feeds them the trivia <laughs> questions. That's where, yeah, that's where all the trivia questions come from. Yeah, and so, I know we're going to uh, talk NFL about NFL releases. I was just going to say, look, I know we're going to talk about it for a segment, but Conference USA uh, new breaking news out of the conference is that. The basketball uh, basketball gods at Conference USA have decided they are going to scrap the pod play. Thank God. Uh, the final part of the season, they experimented with that pod play the last couple of years, and, and news reports are breaking today that Conference USA has indeed decided to change that. We'll talk in our fourth segment today about why and how the decision came down, and uh, so we'll talk, we'll talk about uh, changes in Conference USA basketball in our next segment. Kelly, just uh, as a reminder, there's only one God, and He has nothing to do with Conference USA. Just want to. Well, yeah, no, I, I put air. I was putting air quotes. I was putting correct, air quotes. Correct, correct. It would be you. a lot better conference anyway, if he was in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. NFL releases the schedule last night. Um, they they did you a favor. They just released it at six thirty. You didn't have to watch the three hour marathon if you wanted to. But uh, let's specifically talk about our teams. And Kelly, uh, because you're our guest, we will uh, just ask you what you think about the Bengals schedule. Could be pretty tough. Uh, could get a, a, a few games um, that they could pick up some more wins this year. What do you think about the Bengals? I got them. I got them going one and five. For the first six games, and then it won't matter. You know they'll be mathematically eliminated by then anyway, which which will be better than you know being mathematically eliminated after the third week last year. So what an optimist. Um, well, I call it a pragmatist or a realist. Look, they're in the division. They're in the division with the odds-on favorite to win the AFC Championship. The Ravens. Of course, the Steelers are always going to be tough. The Browns are going to be improved. So the Bengals are in that that really tough division. Um, and, and, dude, let me tell you this about that division. Five of the so-called easiest schedules, the, the five easiest schedules released today by NFL.com, three of the five are in the Bengals division. Yeah, but guess which one isn't? The Bengals. That's, that's right. <laughs> so, so they pick on the poor Bengals, you know. It's, it's like driving by the nun through a water puddle and splashing it on her, you know. They kick the Bengals when they're down, so those those three other teams have you know easy schedule, and and the Bengals will open against the Chargers, uh, and look, the Chargers are are primed to have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year, so really the only the only picnic that the Bengals have got they get to play Jacksonville at Cincinnati, and they get to play the Redskins. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> you All speak right. of splashing, 
puddles on uh, nuns as like personal experience. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that'll be the highest rated show that weekend, won't it? Uh. Yeah, that the Super Bowl preview is going to be uh, November twenty second, Santa. Which That's, means November 21st, we'll have more hangovers in the United States than ever because nobody will have to worry about getting up and watching that one. Well, that's right. That's when the mighty Bengals uh, head into FedEx, the Bengal Redskin Showdown. You know, the last time they played, it was on an international stage. They played five full quarters and neither team could win the game. Yeah, I'll bet we better we better jump on our tickets right now, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets as low as fifty-four dollars right now. <laughs> and it'll be lower and than if you that. Wait, just, they will on. go lower as we get closer. Now you guys, right. I know you guys are happy at this news because the Patriots have the toughest schedule in the league this year. Well, that's about time. They play seven teams that won ten or more games last year. It's about time. I mean, yeah. and like I said, the, the Bengals have played them five years in a row, and this is the one year that the Patriots are bound to be down and the Bengals don't get to play them, but Luke, I know you've now, got problems with the Saints' schedule. I don't have a problem. New Orleans has got a really, really tough schedule, but you would expect them to have a tough schedule. They finished first in their division last right. year. Before we get to the Saints, real quick, Belichick gets to live about two weeks in California because the Patriots on Sunday, December 6th, play the Chargers. Then they turn around that following Thursday and play the Rams. So uh, Belichick getting to enjoy Sonny Cal for for. About did you a week. see him pretty, last pretty night, Luke? The interview they did with him last night, and they asked him what was life going to be without Tom Brady, and he pointed to all the games that uh, they had played when Brady was injured, and uh, he said, uh, "Well, we, I think we've played fourteen games without Brady. We're eleven and three. That's what we're going to do." <laughs> well, he's all hard, isn't he? Only. <laughs> Only that guy, check. he is a barrel of monkeys, boy. That guy, <laughs> you know? he is. But yeah, but yeah, going to the Saints. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I, I don't care about the ones. See, the, my my punchline for today when you asked me that question was going to be, yes, Alex, I'd like to take Roger Goodell hates the Saints for three hundred, please. Um, <laughs> but when you when you look at, I mean, it really is, and I know it's a one seed, but I mean, you get both Super Bowl teams, okay. And you get Minnesota again, and obviously the Saints won't have any problem with that game whatsoever no, at all. They no. never do. No. Um, it's a it's a unique schedule. Uh, your, your first game for the Raiders at Las Vegas, Saints are there. You play two 13-win teams. Um, you, you get a, a cheap one with, with Detroit, but everybody else was right at 500. I mean, you, you, you get all these real quality teams. I'm not arguing, but I am saying – I guess my my uh, saying this is a wild schedule comes from the fact that I believe the NFL South is going to be probably the toughest division in football this year. Yeah, it could be. No question about that. Now, guys, you really think so? Well, they're pretty good, Kelly. Here's here's a couple. you got Tom Brady and you got you got Matt Rule coming in with Joe Brady. I mean, they're going to light it up. And, you and got the, a, the Falcons Tom, last Tom year. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is about six months younger than Al Holder. Right. I yeah. mean, there is, there is, there is, there is no he's, way. he's listening, by the way, Kelly. I do want you to Inside understand. Inside his oxygen tent, yeah, probably. he's listening. Hey, Al. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there, there's uh, Brady, everybody just said, I, man, if he, was, if he still had some miles left on the tires, the Patriots would have kept him. Now, here's what I want to get you guys to comment on, because I know both of you are huge fans of Tom Brady. So Brady moves to the Bucks couple points about the Bucks in 2020. They have the most primetime games of any team in the league. 
and they only have two playoff teams in their first 10 weeks that they have to play, Kelly Santa. But, you know, you guys, so that, so that nobody could cry that, that it's, it's biased, the NFL, and it's, it's on their website, and it's nothing surprising, there is a set formula as to how these schedules are made. Right. They, they could tell you, other than, you know, playing other conferences, uh, fourth-place teams in their division or wherever your team happens to wind up, you can already figure out about 12 of the 16 games next year, you know, based on, based on that formula. So, uh, so that exactly nobody could say that they're biased and they hate this team and, and they like this team. And, again, those are all based on last year. But as we know, other than – But they do hate the Saints, and they are biased against the Saints, and they do hate the Saints, and they are biased against the Saints. <laughs> Just let me have my point, Sander. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, the yeah. only the only things they're consistent about are you know that the, the, the Patriots will always get the you know finish first usually, and the Bengals will usually finish last. So the uh, but other than that, the NFL you know and has a lot of parity in it, and on any given Sunday. But those that, that formula is set in stone. So. Well, and here's another thing, Kelly. You're right, but it does make you shake your head. The Cowgirls, for example, who's one of their favorites. I think we all know that. America's They've got a lot of national games too, don't they? America's team. Only two playoff games through the first nine games they play. Three of their first five games are at home. So the I Cow- they played all their games at home. Yeah. So the Cowboys are. You know, the Cowboys are sitting pretty, and the American season hadn't team. even started. Yeah, America's team. And they'll and they'll come in with a you know a, a romping eight and eight like they always do. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Pro- probably. But they'll be Super Bowl I'll contenders in the eyes of the media. Probably so. Yeah. Andy Dalton, that uh, st- st- stalwart uh, backup quarterback. If you want to go to the Saints at Las Vegas Raiders game, the opening game in Vegas, it's on Monday Night Football. Tickets as low as six hundred and ten dollars right wow. now. Wow! Hook us up, Sander. Treat the treat the three of us to the game. That's if they allow fans, you guys. I'm still right. convinced that's going to happen. Well, yeah, you're schedule. right. All right, Eagle Hour's got one more segment. We're going to keep Kelly on the horn, going to talk a little uh, Southern Miss basketball, Conference USA basketball, and uh, anything that might uh, come on the minds of these guys if I don't knock the microphone Don't do that. Off don't the stand. do that. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Toyota of Hattiesburg brings us the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or online, Toyota of Hattiesburg, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel on a rainy Friday. Uh, Kelly uh, Sander hoping that, uh, or I guess desiring for the moat around the Canebrake Castle there to fill up with a little water and keeping right. him with the further ability to social distance. Um, mm-hmm. from, but, but, Kelly, how do you, you know, in, in Canebrake, you, you social distance from everybody. I mean, it's just kind of part of it because you live so far off the road. Everybody has like 10 acres. Um, mm-hmm. You've got an asphalt driveway that goes two miles back to your place of residence. Social distancing isn't difficult at all. 
No, and it, it's not a problem at all because, quite simply and quite frankly, Luke, we're just better than everybody else. Uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for just getting straight to the point at what we've been hinting at for weeks. <laughs> Conference USA basketball news uh. on the Eagle Hour that uh, pod play is now going to be a thing of the past. Of course, the last two years, the conference, when they released its schedule, it wouldn't release the final four games because it would depend on where you landed in the standings and you could play teams in that had a comparable record to you in the conference. So hopefully move your, your RPI up and get a second bid to the tournament. But it's generally thought now that although it was a good effort, they are going to put it on the, uh, on the scrap heap and they will go back to a more... Uh, normal, so to speak, uh, college basketball schedule. Coaches were saying that it was just made it travel too difficult, made it too expensive. And, of course, in the after effects of COVID, one of the things is always going to be cost efficiency. So one of the things the conference is looking at is, uh, you know, putting the conference into, you know, divisions based on regional proximity so that uh, teams can bus to wherever they need to play. So, for example, one of those divisions might be UAB, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, and North Texas, for example. Or they might just have a Texas division with UTSA, Rice, um, North Texas in there, you know, as an example. So all things are on the table, but we do know now, guys, that the pod play for basketball is a thing of the past. Good. Can't we all agree that was ridiculous? thankful. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, it was an honorable attempt... Yes, I agree. It was, but 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 they, you know, the one time that we because we didn't use it this year, the one time we worked, our champion was a 14 seat. So it was argued that actual pod play may have hurt Old Dominion's seeding chances. But I like the idea, you know, what's been tossed around with the new format, like you said, but a little more specifics. You'd have an 18 game conference slate, and the five teams closest would be grouped together. And so, but then you would turn around and you would play everybody else once. So you play your closest people twice, you play your furthest people away once. And like you, you were talking during the break, Kelly, I mean, last year I think it was Old Dominion or somebody had to, had to book at the last second, uh, you know, a flight or a trip to El Paso. And that was our big beef with it the whole time. It was just like, you don't know, your fans don't know, your uh, operations guys don't know, and they literally have like four days to right. get a team from Hattiesburg anywhere in really 40 or 50% of the country. And that's why I've always liked, and again, with this is all hypothetical, and we don't want to beat this to death, but that's why I've always liked Southern Miss being in the Sun Belt, is just because all the teams, just about every team in that division is drivable. So even Southern Miss football fans could drive to road games, you know, and not take up the whole weekend. You know, you could go down to South Al and, and Lafayette and not, you know, not take, but at any rate, um, they did try it. I'm, I'm with you, Luke. I'm glad they at least tried something because if you keep on doing what you always did, you'll keep on getting what you always got. But it looks now, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a very easy season ticket sale either when you didn't know you know what those last four games were going to be, regardless of who it is. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next basketball season. Hmm. Interesting to hear what Coach Ladner would think about that. I can't imagine there were. I don't think there were any coaches that really liked it. Did we ever find one that told us that they liked the idea? I don't. I don't no. recall that no. any did. And I know Doc Sadler. At Doc, the time was Doc went really on and said it. he hated it. He he yeah. told us that on this show, Bob. He's like, I hate right, it. Right. I'm not going to argue with our people, but I hate it. Right. Right. Well, maybe that's a move in the right direction, right? 
Yeah, but then if they do go to those, you know, regional, more regional games, then, you know, who's the odd guy out? Like, if, you know, if in a five team division, you know, you figure that UAB and Southern Miss would be together wherever. But then does La Tech go to a quote unquote Texas division, you know, or mm-hmm. um, so that'll be kind of fun as they as they sort that out. Not like they're going to have other things to worry about. Southern Miss will always be joined at the hip with UAB for better or for worse. Am I right about that, guys? Yeah, I think so. Just from a geographic standpoint, and right. football season ticket holders were emailed yesterday that uh, for now the university is going full speed ahead with a regularly uh, regularly scheduled football season. That's the way they're playing it right now. Right. There's always an escape clause there. Well, the escape clause is good because what I read was that if there is any interruption of games, that you can get your money back for those games. So you're not risking your money, so to speak. And uh, we encourage everybody to go ahead and buy their season tickets under the assumption that we're going to play football this fall. Right, guys? Yep. Yeah, and I was glad to hear Jonathan Bros say the other day that a lot of people are going ahead and buying their tickets. All right. All right, guys. Hope Bob, you have we a didn't good even, weekend. Go ahead, Luke. We didn't even mention we didn't even mention the Washington Redskins. Congratulations for the third hardest stretch at Dallas, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco. Nah, Hail we'll to the Redskins. Knock them down one, two, three. No sweat, right, Kelly? Hope you have a good weekend, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Until Monday, everyone. Southern Miss. To the, to top. the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.